Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. I'm Eric, joined along with my buddy Ryan as we break down Thursday's three-game main slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, we're in the middle of a, a little bit of a sweat here. I'm I'm going to try to stay focused. We're going to push through this. Uh, I, th- I think I'm pretty dead, but uh, there's a lot of Kelly Oubre and... Uh, a lot of Rudy Gay that I'm fading on FanDuel, but it's still nice to see your currently winnings. That makes me feel like I'm a smart person for at least another hour. So, Rinpak, how's it going for you? Well, uh, I don't got to sweat like you do. For those who don't know, Eric's currently in first place in the FanDuel 100K to first. Uh, he's been in first place for the last well over an hour, ever since the Cleveland and Atlanta games ended after OT. So, this is going to be a fun little sweat show, more or less, throughout uh, previewing uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's uh, tomorrow night's slate. Yeah, I know nobody else really cares about that, but I care a lot, so uh, I'm going to stay focused for you, I promise. But uh, it was a it was a fun lineup. What's sad is that I had a bunch of Trey Young coming off of our discussion yesterday. I really really like throwing him in a bunch of lineups, but this one unfortunately didn't have a minute. But uh, Colin Sexton was a great pivot for me today, so happy to be on the right side of variance with him for once. He actually played, so that was exciting. Uh, I was happy to happy to see him show up on the court rather than getting scratched before tip. But uh, before we get going here today if you can just go to the bottom bars like uh like i always ask i'm always begging you know my my general shtick so if you could though it goes a long ways for us if you could click the like button hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all the other content at osmo goes live uh let's get right to it rimpack you ready to go let's do it Cool. Sitting at the top end on point guard. We had a lot of people that uh, that were asking for, for some DraftKings takes, so I think we can give some DraftKings t- takes today. We'll focus in on that a little bit more. Uh, Steph Curry, uh, 9,600 right now. Uh, coming on a back-to-back. We'll see how he ends up doing tonight. I always am curious what his ownership is going to be on on if you were to like smash or not smash tonight. Like I don't think it's really going to matter because it's Steph, and we've seen kind of his current form. He looks really, really good out there, and he's... He's the one-man show. Uh, I guess Kelly Hubre is playing pretty well here at the moment, too. But uh, Steph Curry, 9,600. LeBron James, 9,200. We're seeing those tag uh, those tags because of these lower minutes that, that these Lakers guys are playing. LeBron James, uh, he did play 38 in the last game against Golden State in a two-point loss. So uh, if the Lakers have a competitive game, which you would expect them to have against Milwaukee, uh, you could see those minutes get elevated. So 9,200 is a nice prize tag to have on LeBron over on DraftKings at point guard. And then Donovan Mitchell, 7,900, uh, somebody that has been in 
decent enough form here lately, uh, starting to shoot the ball much better. Four for seven from three in the last time out against New Orleans in a beatdown of them. Uh, talk to me about the top end of point guard. Yeah, you're going to definitely like Steph and you're going to like LeBron. I do prefer saving those $400 to LeBron James just because I think LeBron, you can say, has a higher upside uh, against Milwaukee in the sense that you expect that game to stay closer. Uh, it's a matchup between him and Giannis. Maybe they want to show each other up I and mean, buy into that narrative. Uh, last year, uh, LeBron put up to 63 points and 56 points against Milwaukee. So he, he performed pretty well. And I'll take those uh, fantasy uh, outputs, especially tomorrow at 9,200. I like Donovan Mitchell again in this mini series versus New Orleans. Last time they blew him out, he scored 42 points. I, I wouldn't mind that yet again. In terms of value over there in DK, I think uh, it's just like such a small slate. I don't really want to get really too cute in paying down for guys like Damian Lee, DiVincenzo. I think you could definitely consider an Alf Payton, 5,800, if um, Tibbs is going to run him out with minutes. Keep in mind, Emmanuel quickly is doing everything he can to uh, get that starting job in New York. Over there on FanDuel, Curry, 9,800. I'm going to like that quite a bit. I like uh, Drew Holiday, 7,600, and Conley, 7,400. I think in terms of saving in the mid mid tier, we ha- we got to consider a forty seven hundred dollar Eric Bledsoe. I know he only played twenty four minutes last time; was pretty disappointing. But he's going back to New Orleans again. Uh, I mean, back against Utah again. I, I expect the game to stay a little closer. Maybe he gets mid twenties minutes, or if not higher. I like that forty seven hundred price tag on Fanduel quite a bit for Eric Bledsoe. Any interest in Bledsoe uh, overall? Yeah, 4,700 is a great number. I love that. Uh, I also like 5,500 Lonzo. We saw 23 minutes is kind of where he was capped at, but I could see him going to 26, 27, and we've always seen an ability to fill up a stat sheet. So uh, somebody who could spike a steals upside or something, even in limited minutes. But Eric Bledsoe, 4,700. I'm just going to continue trying to chase it I mean, it's got to it's got to happen here again doesn't it like just it's the law of averages so uh, somebody that played you know 28 30 minutes in milwaukee and was putting up uh nearly a, fo- a fantasy point per minute there it's kind of been frustrating uh, i don't think he's dust yet so i'm happy to take some shots that, oh, not just take some shots i'm sure i'll i'll be riding there he'll be popular but i don't really care i'm gonna have a lot of them so i'm right there with you uh, breaking our way down, uh, Austin Rivers, 3,900, sitting there. He's only playing those 17 minutes, so you won't be interested in him by any means. But uh, you're you're going to have Frank Nilakina also sitting out. So uh, this whole point guard situation for, for the Knicks uh, on both sites, I mean, Alfred Payton, 5,300. I'll have a lot more interest on him on FanDuel over there. And then he's 5,800 on DraftKings, a little bit less. But Isaiah Quickly at 4,100. Uh, I know he only played 15 minutes to out, uh, last time out, but if Austin Rivers sits, that's going to be somebody I'm going to be very, very interested in going over the field. I know that uh, Tibbs isn't somebody who really likes to play his, his rookies too much, but in the times that he has let quickly go out there and run, he had a 28-minute uh, 40.25 DraftKings performance against Cleveland. So uh, you could see something akin to that should Austin Rivers be sitting because Frank Nielakina, I believe, has already been ruled out. So what do you think about those takes and uh, anything else you want to talk about at point guard? Those are great. I think uh, one thing that we need to keep in mind when we uh, hop, on, hop on over to the shooting guard position for the uh, New York Knicks backcourt is Alec Burks is probable to return tomorrow. So that might um, put a wrench into the Bullock and potential backcourt minutes. Potentially, Burks is going to get some ball handling duty. But um, I think I'm going to like Burks. Uh, I think we're ready to go and talk about the shooting guards on tomorrow's slate. 
Let's do it. Uh, looking up at the top on FanDuel, we'll start over there for this one. Donovan Mitchell, 8,200. Andrew Wiggins, 7K, um, who ended up playing here tonight. We'll see how he plays. Uh, coming off a of back-to-back, considering he was questionable tonight, I'm sure <laughs> I would expect him to probably be questionable or probable or something of that akin uh, tomorrow as well. So we'll see how that all ends up panning out. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, who's the bane of my existence at 6,300 on FanDuel. Uh, I'm curious what your take is going to be if we can if we can go back to that with Joe Ingles. Um, but uh, there's no denying that he is, he is finding a way to get it done routinely. And I know it was a two-game slate. This one's only a three as well. So Jordan Clarkson at 6,300 on FanDuel is definitely going to garner some ownership. Uh, what is his tag over on? He's 6,100 over on DraftKings. So at least that, uh, that's that gone up a little bit from that 5,300 number that it was pretty recently. Talk to me about the top end of shooting guard. So yeah, over there in DK, uh, Donovan Mitchell, 7,900. 7, I, I like that quite a bit. On FanDuel, uh, Mitchell comes in at 8,200, another fine price tag. I prefer a $6,200 Wiggins on DK compared to a uh, 7K on FanDuel. I think we need to consider Dennis Schroeder, uh, $6,300. Someone who got mid-30 minutes last time. I think we need to – I like that minutes floor for him against Milwaukee. If he's going to get me mid-30s minutes, I know he might have to potentially go up against Drew Holiday defense, but it's uh, Dennis Schroeder and he's a short slate. I think anything goes on a three-game slate like this, and – Shooter is someone who can get you 40 fantasy points for sure. Another option to definitely consider is I talked about Alec Burks, 5,300. If he's going to shoot um, in his mid-teens shot attempts against his former team, I'm going to like Burks, uh, 5,300 on DK and potentially 5,800 on FanDuel. We'll see if the field is hesitant to roster him after he hasn't played since December 27th. So during three weeks, I think uh, the field might be hesitant to roster him. On to Jordan Clarkson. He's just been on fire of late. Um, the, uh, him and Boucher are the leading six-man-of-the-year candidates, and Clarkson's doing everything he can to just pretty much run away with it of late. I like Carl Clarkson, again, in the sense of his ownership, but depending on what the rest of the field comes in on. I think I still will be slightly under, but I have to make a decision on how much under I want to be in because there are some nice studs to fit in, and Clarkson, with his price tag being so scoring-dependent, might limit me in the options of maybe potentially playing both LeBron and Giannis in a lineup, which seems really intriguing on a short slate like this. Love it. Uh, I think in terms of some cheaper options to consider, KCP, uh, if he's going to get some more minutes in the mid-20s, we know KCP is a very volatile player in this Lakers system, but he has shown an upside of getting you mid-20 minutes, and mid-20 minutes we saw the other day can carry a long ways on a short slate like this. Do you have any interest in some of the cheaper shooting guard options and potentially KCP, Damian Lee, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker by any chance? Yeah, not necessarily any of those guys down there for the most part. Yeah, Bullock with with Burks, probable to come back now for for Thursday. That does kind of throw a wrench in a lot of the New York stuff that I I thought would kind of be value. Uh, One thing to keep in mind is we do have a huge gap in the slate. Uh, It starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time and 4.30 on the the West Coast out here, uh, Pacific time. And then the next games aren't until 10 p.m. Eastern time or or till uh, 7 p.m. out here on the West Coast. So you're going to have a lot of time to be able to swap into some of these situations uh about i am assuming with burks now being probable contavious caldwell being probable uh we'll see what the injury report ends up being for 
for AD and LeBron. I think they're both probable, but you just never know with that. Not that it'll matter. Of course, they'll play, but you'll definitely have a lot of time to be able to tweak your lineups based on that that Lakers-Milwaukee game, uh, which is actually the earlier game. So excuse me, you're going to have Utah and Golden State hosting uh, for the evening games. So a lot of spots where you can you can make those late swap pivots based on how your lineups are doing on those on those early games. Uh, shoot, rest of shooting guard is just it's kind of just a gross position in general. Uh, I'm kind of looking around. I don't really see a whole lot that I love. I think DiVincenzo at 4,400 on FanDuel is kind of a guy that I have a ton of interest in considering he's been playing 26, 27. I think he played 31 minutes, 31 minutes the last game. So uh, that's that's definitely somebody to go back to. Pat Connaughton also was kind of running a little bit of like late. He had some late run. He, he played all the way up until like the minute and a half or two minute mark in the fourth quarter the other night uh, that they were in Brooklyn. So uh, I know he only played 17 minutes, but it's somebody that they do trust there who could spike 22, 23 minutes and be a contrarian option. And again, on a three game slate, uh, that's what you're kind of trying to do is find one of those guys who might be able to pop that nobody else is on. So uh, maybe take a couple shots on Pat Connaughton, but nothing crazy. Uh, that's about it for me. Anything else? No, I think on to the small forward position we go. Amazing. Uh, before we do, we got NBA packages starting at $4.95 per week. Uh, all you got to do is go to Osmo.com slash join NBA. Uh, we've been we've been having some staff over here that have been on a little bit of a heater. So, uh, uh-huh, bro, carrying the torch. Uh, Rimpack will be there soon. I have no doubts about it. Uh, we just have so many guys. And Alex Baker, I think he's, he's all right at DFS. So, I think you're going to want to be taking a look at some of those projections. He's just been spot on lately. Uh, we have late slate projections, which uh, we had a, the debut of the late slate show. So, if you were checking into that thank you so much for the support it was it was an awesome show to be able to do with chris bags tonight so looking forward to doing more of those but one of the best things we do offer here are projections for some of those late slates where other people don't necessarily have those have those numbers available to you so it's a huge edge for something like a late slate where you have massive prize pools that are getting closer and closer to mirroring that of the main mirroring that of the main slate so take a look over at that and uh, let's get ourselves on over to small forward uh, sitting at the top end on DraftKings. You've got LeBron James again at 9,200. Uh, Brandon Ingram, my guy, 8,500, who put up a stinker for the pretty much third consecutive game. Uh, I don't really see any kind of an issue. My my thing with him is that he's just not boarding the ball. Uh, he's only had three rebounds in his last three. He's somebody that I one of my main appeals to him is I thought the rebounding rate would come up a little bit. Uh, I guess Eric Bledsoe existing. I guess Lonzo Ball's a good rebounding guard. Maybe, maybe Ingram is just not as interested in doing that at the moment, but the shot attempts are still 18, 19 per game, like right in that range the last couple. So I'm not overly concerned. It's just, it's just been the lack of other stats and not getting to the free throw line where he's only attempted seven free throws in the last three games. So a guy that I think should have some positive regression in store for him. And then lastly, Chris Middleton, 7,600. We've seen that tag kind of stay right in that ballpark. Uh, he was actually up to like 8K or so, and it's come down a little bit, even though he's had back-to-back uh, mid-40s uh, DraftKings games. So uh, talk to me about small forward. Yeah, on small forward, uh, obviously LeBron, 9.5. Um, BI 8200 on FanDuel, uh, Ingram 8500 on DK. I prefer the 8200 price tag on FanDuel because you have the roster too. And I think Ingram can. Uh, I know you struggled last time out. I think you could still uh, hope for at least 40 fantasy points tomorrow. I still like his shot volume. Uh, we, I would like to get for him to get some more peripherals and whatnot. I think that will help um, obviously with that price tag to pay it off. DraftKings, man, I think. It's tough, man. I don't really like anyone in the small forward position. I think 
Bogdanovich uh, was very promising uh, last time out. I think I, I can definitely go to him. He's priced at 5K, where you get the three-point bonus on DK. He's 5K on FanDuel. I like him on both sites, uh, where things stand right now. Other options, Ubre 5,600 on FanDuel and 5,700 on DK. He's been impressive, and he's uh, started this first half quite well. We'll see if that keeps up um, throughout the night, and I think he'll be kind of popular if he does as well. Again, maybe we try to pivot off of him if his ownership is too high. Other options, other cheap options to consider. Not really interested in Royce O'Neal, who has small forward eligibility on DK. Uh, KCP has small forward eligibility uh, on DK. I think we can maybe take a few shots at him. Josh Hart has just simply been disappointing, but he's getting 25 minutes. That's nice for that price tag. Maybe he can get you 25 fantasy points if everything goes well for him. I don't really have any uh, strong take on R.J. Barrett. Uh, Eric, do you have a lean one way or the other? Yeah, I'm I'm on R.J., mainly because I'm looking below uh, 4,400. I'm looking underneath Joe Ingles, and I see nothing. Like, I, I wouldn't want to play Redick, wouldn't want to play Toppin, wouldn't want to play Knox. There's a lot of these guys underneath 4,400 that aren't even remotely interesting. So I'm going to be trying to, in some spots, save money. Uh, I mean, LeBron James and Brandon Ingram are definitely going to be your leaders at the position, and Chris Middleton, who's been who's been excellent as well. But I would like to have some shares of of somebody like R.J. Barrett, who is still going to have the minutes upside. He played 38 last time out. I know Alec Burks is coming back, but I doubt he plays more than like 24, 25 minutes. It would be really hard for me to imagine that. So like R.J. Barrett's still 34, 35 minutes is kind of like the range I'm looking at for him. So I, I still have a lot of interest. It gives you a little bit of a discount off of some of those top guys and somebody who can spike a shooting upside. So uh, I'm happy to take some shots there at 6,700. Uh, but one guy that I do definitely think I'm going to be over the field on, and it is so disgusting to say out loud, is Joe Ingles. He's 4,400. Uh, he came out and only played 18 minutes in the last game, but he looked pretty decent. Uh, he was out there hustling on the defensive end, uh, not to like break down his tape or anything, but he's he's definitely somebody that like looked like he could have played more, and that game got a little out of hand. So I think the 18 minutes might keep people off there, but I think he would have been good to play 24-25 in a closer game, which means that this time out, maybe you have 27-28 minute upside. And, you know, considering you just got on top of that tag at 24.6, at 4,400 on FanDuel specifically, I have a lot of interest in going over the field on Joe Ingles. Uh, Anybody else that you're looking at before we move on? No, I think uh, that's a very strong Ingles take that you have over there. I I agree with (laughs) you. Strong take, as in... Eric's an idiot, so I, I love it. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be a crazy person. I think sometimes in tournaments, you just kind of take a stand on... I mean, Joe Ingles is not my guy by any means. He's not even necessarily always a high fantasy point per minute guy, but he's somebody who, in this offense... Um, if I'm going to be off of Clarkson a little bit, I got to find kind of his direct beneficiary, and that, I think Joe Ingles could be that tomorrow, so... Don't uh, You don't have to do as I say as I do, or whatever that means. I, I just... Eh, yeah. We're going to move on to power forward before I have any more uh, Joe Ingles takes because that's not what people are here for. They're here to hear you talk. So talk a little bit about Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's 10500 up top on DraftKings. Uh, I believe his price is 11300 over on FanDuel. So he's the he's the leader in the clubhouse, you would think, to, to lead the slate in fantasy points uh, like you would almost every other slate too, uh, especially with Harden and Durant having Kyrie come into town, which actually didn't affect KD tonight. But I digress. Uh, sitting also at the top end of power forward is Anthony Davis, who's $10,000 over on FanDuel. 
but he is 9,400 on DraftKings. We just saw a little bit of an upside coming from him there the last game. Uh, finally got up to that 60-point mark on DraftKings. Uh, any interest in your boy, Anthony Davis, who I feel like you're over the field on every slate? Yeah, and I will be over the field on him yet again, uh, just because I think it's it's a personal thing with me and AD. I think uh, I like I like playing Anthony That's adorable. Davis. That's adorable. I think uh, Giannis is obviously firmly in play. He was very good against the Lakers last year. Uh, put up 64 and 57 DK points, respectively. Got to expect uh, mid to high 50 fantasy points again. If you remember last year, remember he was like crowning himself the king in the home game against the Lakers. We'll see if he does that again this year. I doubt it, but it's Giannis doing Giannis things. You're going to have to like Giannis, and especially on a three-game slate, you're going to need the guy who scores the most fantasy points of the day, and Giannis definitely can do that. And uh, I have no I, – if you're going to tell me you're going to fade Giannis tomorrow, I'll be a little hesitant. Uh, the only way you tell me you're fading Giannis is if you've somehow found a way to jam in. If you think LeBron and AD both outscore him, yeah, I think that can definitely happen, but – it's uh, it's a risky take to go that way. Not a direction you should uh, be plugging option. people to go for sure. Yeah, I 100% agree. Continue <laughs> on. I think we need to look at Zion. He was good last time out, put up 43 fantasy points in 35 minutes. Uh, I, I'm going to project him around 40 fantasy points again, and at that price tag, 7,700 on DK. I like that quite a bit. 8K on Pando. Let's definitely ride with him. And Draymond Green, someone against New York, who has kind of been obviously inconsistent of late. But you're going to hope for 5,400. If he can get you 30 fantasy points on a three-game slate, 5,500 DK, I think you'd be pretty content with that. Love it. Yeah, I'm looking down here too. Uh, Bobby Portis, 4,300 on DraftKings. His minutes have been way, way down. He's gone from like 17 to 14. Um, maybe, maybe I, I don't really know what the reasoning is for that. I'll have to take a look. I mean, I know Brooke Lopez has been playing better, but uh, I felt like he was always kind of a guy that – could get, you know, in some of these games. Maybe it's just because they haven't been blowing teams out regularly, so you haven't seen the 25 minutes or so. But he played 33 against Cleveland, 23 against Detroit, but then 17 and 14 in his last two. So uh, that's kind of disconcerting. But uh, somebody that at 4,300, if he ever saw the minutes, he's a high fantasy point-per-minute guy. So on a three-game slate, maybe have a share or two, but, like, nothing crazy. It's just it's just hard to find anything down here. I, I'm looking at the bottom end of power forward. I don't see anything below Bobby Portis that I would be remotely interested in. Do you? So, yeah, with, with Bobby Portis, I feel like a lot of his high minutes have been correlated with blowouts. And Milwaukee was in a streak of just blowing people out or getting blown out uh, by the Knicks for, for a brief period of time. There. <laughs> Oops. But on uh, a three-game slate, I think you can definitely take some shots with Bobby Portis. On FanDuel, if you're trying to even go a little cheaper, uh, Nerland's Noel, if you think uh, Mitchell Robinson's going to get in some foul trouble. I don't see anyone in Golden State giving him foul trouble if, like, Steph keeps driving to the rack and he just, like, ends up being caught on some pump fakes or an island isolation. I think maybe Robinson gets in foul trouble, but it's so hard to predict foul trouble. Nerlens Noel is someone who, on FanDuel, can just rack up some blocks and steals and very good uh, point-per-minute producer. Other options and cheap options on power forward. No one really else stands out to me. Uh, I'm not that interested in Pascal right now, where things stand. And on Julius Randle is someone who I think has just been so consistent all year long. He's just a fine option. I have nothing against him. and don't. Uh, I feel like someone who I always try to get in at the field. I don't want to get burned by him anyways because he's been so consistent all year long. Uh, I have, that's how I kind of round out the power forward position. 
How do you feel about the center position as we hop on over over there? Well, let's take a look. Uh, center to round it out, sitting at the top end uh, on on DraftKings. Your first listed centers are all power forward and center eligible. The first guy who's a true center is seventy two hundred Rudy Gobert. So you just saw him put up 46.5, and yet his price went down $400 on DraftKings, which I do not understand that, but uh, I know that maybe they just want us to play Rudy Gobert tomorrow, so it's a trap, but like I don't care. I know I'm not scared of Steven Adams' defense in the year 2021, so we're going to move on with that. I, I'm happy to go to 7,200 Rudy Gobert. Somebody who's been pretty tough to peg for exactly what's going on is Mitchell Robinson, who has not broken the 22.5 fantasy point uh point mark on DraftKings at his last three outings, yet his price still sits at 6K. So I'm not sure what the DraftKings algorithm is looking at to like give Mitchell Robinson that. I, I know that he's still getting the minutes. I know that he's still played, what, 34, 24, and 28 minutes his last three, but like those are some pretty horrendous fantasy outings. I can't imagine Mitchell Robinson will be popular whatsoever just because of how bad he's been, but do you have any interest in going there? And then we'll also take a look over on FanDuel where you have Rudy Gobert, Montrez Harrell at 6K, and then Mitchell Robinson at 5,600. Yeah, I think I'm going to definitely have some uh, interest in Mitchell Robinson because he, on FanDuel, especially at 5,600, for him to really pay off that salary, he needs to somehow backdoor his way into a double-double. He needs to catch a few lobs, put, have some put-back dunks or put-back layups. But for him to really do it is get those blocks, which he's kind of slowed down with. Uh, there was a time where he was averaging just under three, I think that has just slightly fallen off of late. But for him to really get there is just by those blocks. If he's going to get you three, four blocks, obviously that's going to help you out quite a bit. And if his ownership is going to be like sub 20% on a three-game slate, you're going to definitely have interest in him just because you know what his upside could be. He can get that five-block double-double and like really help pay off a 6K price tag. I think we need to definitely consider Adams again uh, if the game stays close. I know he was disappointing last time, but it's a, that price tag just seems pretty solid to take advantage of 5200 on FanDuel, which is pretty nice because you're going to need to save some money to be able to play LeBron, Giannis, Steph. Because like, in a short slate, there's still quite a bit of name brand studs that we need to pay up for. And I think Adams can definitely help you do that. In terms of another upside center is Brooke Lopez. Uh, I think he could definitely uh, – be all right and if he's just gonna bang out some threes and uh, i think definitely low brolo at 5100 on dk where you get the three-point bonus pretty nice i, I don't mind brolo and Montrose Harrell was great against the warriors i don't think that will continue against the bucks and depending on how that goes it'll be interesting to see what his projected ownership comes in tomorrow i i I'm a little not that confident with Harrell tomorrow but 5200 on dk man that kind of stands out to me yeah Looking yeah, I was looking right at that. That that whole range with Harrell 5200, 5100, Draymond Green 5500. We'll see how uh Draymond Green and Wiseman fare because uh whichever one does better, I feel like I'll go to the other guy who does worse. Uh just that kind of seems to be the way to play the ownership game lately. Uh mm-hmm. so what have you done for me lately? If Wiseman ends up putting a decent number here tonight, I have no idea where he's at. Um but uh, then I'll, I'll probably be off. But if he's not going to be popular, which at this moment in time, I wouldn't think he would be as popular either on FanDuel where he's 4,400 or on DraftKings at 4,500. I do have some interest there. I know that the minutes were down uh, in the last outing before today. Uh, I know that he only played, what, 13 minutes, but he also had five fouls. He was in foul trouble throughout. So I'm not really 
too concerned about him. He's got upside. I really like the talent there. He's a he's a big he's a seven footer who can run the court and do some different things handling the ball. He's he's just kind of a hybrid dude. Most number two picks you would hope would be pretty good at basketball. So I'm happy to to bet on the talent and and possibly spike an upside there. Anybody else that you want to touch on before we get out of here? No, I think it's a interesting day as. Uh... Keep in mind, LeBron James is questionable. I don't think he will sit against his uh, national t- television matchup against Giannis. So it's just his uh, daily questionable attack. Obviously, pay attention to any news. Mm-hmm. There's not really major that's standing out. Obviously, Alec Burke's returning. We'll change things up for the Knicks. Keep that in mind. And just watch all the Austin.com programming throughout the day. I think um, it's a short slate, and you'll get to uh, get some really serious, uh, detailed um dives into everything that's happening on around the association love it yeah and lebron james that game will be the first one off the bat so we're fortunate in that regard guys this was awesome enjoyed today rim pack you're the best buddy uh let's let's get out of here uh best of luck on thursday and we'll see you back here for the last one uh for friday's slate uh take it easy and best of luck go get it done